TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Okay, we are back with Beach and Company. Just a quick word in case you would like to travel around the world with Dan Neverth, a noted Hall of Fame radio personality and, and yours truly. Yep, Danny and I are going, let's see, the, the first trip we announced for the year is sold out. So that that's the Russia trip. Uh, so that's uh, that's all accounted for, and uh, the next one up would be aboard the Viking Orion, and that's to Alaska. You have not seen America until you've seen Alaska. We'll be going to the Seal Center, the Hubbard Glacier. Uh, we'll be witnessing um, uh, tribal dances, cultural legends, uh, Klondike Gold Rush Town, fur trading. How about that? Totem uh, Totem Park. And all kinds of uh, wildlife, orcas, dolphins, whales, bald eagles. It's, it's something special. It really is. If you would like to go, the uh, date is August 14th through the 24th. And uh, that's that. Now, here's the number. 1-844-688-7477. It's a fabulous trip. Uh, Ken Hamilton is with us, and so is Bill from Williamsville. Bill, you're on WBEN. Sandy, as I've always said, it's always a pleasure. My pleasure, too, Bill. What do you have for us today? Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I watched a few minutes of the debate because uh, nauseam was setting in. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I grew up in a in Catholic home, and I, I had uh, priests and nuns. The nuns were in full habit. We had a... Uh, a sister Gaudentia. She used to, on Sunday morning, she would lead the nine o'clock mass for kneeling, standing, and sitting with the Bibles. They'd slap two together. Depending on how often she would slap it together, you'd stand, sit, and kneel. But I thought if she was there as a moderator or another, like a teacher I had in high school, she, you, you couldn't even be acknowledged unless you raised your hand. They should get a couple of these people to run it because last night I, I thought, unbelievable. Out of control. <laughs> no decorum, no type of uh, uh, no type of business or political or debating type. Of, it looked like they had never been through anything except raising their hand and then yelling out. And all they were trying to do was to get that sound bite, uh, the, if they could get it in the clear. So that the next day, the television stations and the radio stations would be playing it over and over, and that's what they're playing to. It was uh, it was beneath a presidential debate. Uh, everybody just screaming at each other. I didn't like it. You know something, Bill? I would have liked to have seen them all in, in, in plexiglass boxes, and their mics would be shut off when it wasn't their turn to speak. They, they could those. hear what everybody they could. They call mimes. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody could hear what everyone else is saying, 
And but you know that you've got 90 seconds to respond to anything and your mic automatically goes off and nobody else could hear you, you know, after your mic. is That's on. a good idea. You can easily do that. Uh, those mics have different parts. You could easily pot them down after 90 seconds okay. and nobody would hear them. I sound like everybody on the stage was on pot. Yeah. So, Bill, who, who do you think did well and who didn't? Uh, honestly, I, I I thought it was humorous again for the fact of the way uh, Bloomberg was trying to fight back uh, his joke writers. They were mentioning that on different newscasts. That he- oh yeah, they they you can't make somebody who's not funny funny because <laughs> it, it comes off badly. I I could I could say writer 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 and two or three times when he uh, had a little quip there. Yeah, the writer, the the writer might have been uh, Shecky Green's old writer. <laughs> Shecky Bloomberg, I like that. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, who do you think is going to drop out? Who's going to drop out? I think, I think that uh, you know Warren is really getting on my nerves too. Because me too. God. She's a yapper, a yapper, and and she doesn't want to take a look at her any type of past history that she has. Bernie's kind of out there. I think the fact that Bernie is out there, I think he's going to get it. And I'd love to see he and Trump debate. That would, oh, jeez. would be like uh, the movie Glad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> With Elizabeth Warren, though, can you imagine listening to her every day? Uh, even if she has something that you agree with, she's, her voice is so grating that uh, you don't want to listen to her too long. Well, again, she was a uh, she was a super, super advocate for Hillary. So I think that... They spent some uh, special time together. Mm, I bet. Tom Bowerly would say, uh, by themselves discussing things. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you're quoting Bowerly now, eh? All right. <laughs> All right, and, Bill. And what might they have been All discussing? Right. Okay, Bill. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we like to talk to Bill. He's fun. 803-0930-1-800-616-9236, star 930. So, as I said earlier, and, and you didn't get a chance to jump in on it, if we get to a brokered convention, I think that it's almost a sure bet that, one, they'll screw uh, Bernie out of it, even if he should get it. They, they're, they're, not going to, they're not going to help put him, put him in there, okay? Uh, and I think that Bloomberg would be the guy that would end up sliding in there because when all is said is done, all is said and done, the cameras are off, the lights are off, money matters. Money matters. Absolutely. And uh, money uh, has a great influence in politics, and I think you'd find him in there. Uh, what do you think if, if it goes to a broker convention? You know, I, here's one thing I don't understand, because Bernie never registered as a Democrat, did he? No, I don't think so. He's still independent, so yeah. they could have knocked him out a long time ago. By just saying, we're not going to let you run unless you re-register. And There's talk of him being knocked off of in Florida because they you have to be in a party. They won't let an independent, so he may uh, be taken off of that ballot. Yeah, well, there you go. And that could have been done at the DNC level uh, as well. So one has to wonder, why is he still there if they just want to knock him out? So I, I don't know. Is he there to make somebody else look good or... Uh, which we don't know. Working, we but. don't know. Remember, we got into this right after impeachment, and I didn't we know about slid Florida. right Thank into you. it. Uh, yes, Tony is our he's our guru for politics. Why? Why are you? Why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? Uh, but anyway, it is. Um, uh, it's eleven fifteen, and you know what we do at eleven fifteen? 
We take a break. That's exactly right. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Ken Hamilton is with us. And uh, uh, Ken, uh, you have a, an event coming up that you would like the people to know about. Absolutely. Uh, Catholic Academy of Niagara Falls is a regional Catholic school. It's the only Catholic school left in the city of Niagara Falls. And it's an elementary. We're strong in, are small enough to care and we're strong enough to count. I'm on the board of that, believe it or not. I'm not even Catholic, but... Oh, really? Yeah, I'm on, on the, the board. board. Of, of, yeah, and it's, it's a great little school. People need to know about it. And what we do is we raise our money, a lot of the money, to help with the tuition and cut the cost so that keeps the tuitions down. We're having the 11th annual basket auction. Saturday, March the 7th, 2020. What's in the baskets? Different things? <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing? Yeah, of course different. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Maybe uh, maybe they're all the same thing. Maybe they're all a, a weekend in Paris for all I know. Uh, oh, we got some nice things. Give you a chance to th- discuss the things that are in there. Well, I tell you, we're going to get to that. It's Saturday, March the 7th from 10 to 7. The drawings, do we have a drawing? 7 p.m. And some of the prizes include over 250 baskets, and most of them are going to be very, very different from the other ones. That's good. Yeah, a, a better, hey, a better variety. Yes, <laughs> and a raffle. It's very inclusionary of you, Ken. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not putting this together. Yeah. There's people who are better at these things. Give us of an idea of some of the baskets. Like, oh, what well, would they uh, have? You know, I well, here, here, there's a raffle for a thousand dollars of gift cards. Oh, that's nice. Russell Steakhouse. Ooh, wow. That's right. Now you're talking. Uh, overnight jacuzzi package there, as a matter of fact. $500 cash raffle. Very a 50-inch nice. smart TV, 4K TV, Very HD nice. television sets. Very nice. You know, and it's going to be really, really nice. And, and it's always successful. You get there early, get, get, your, get everything get in Get those there. tickets. Absolutely. And if you want more information, it's at 716-283-1455. That number again. 283-1455, and that's going to be on North Military Road in Niagara Falls between Buffalo Avenue and uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard. Very nice. And uh, you do a lot of work people may or may not be, uh, uh, they may or may not know how much uh, work you do in the community. And it's uh, well-respected, that uh, gentleman who called a couple of calls yeah, ago. Walt from Wheatfield. Th- thanking you for that. and. Uh, so keep up the good work. Uh, those, listen, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm meeting with some young folks, and I'm teaching them how to do what I did so that they can carry on and do those types of things. You're younger than springtime, Ken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As I enter the autumn of my life. No, no. What are you, Sinatra? You're going to go through that? Now, the, uh, the big debate uh, last night, I'm going to ask you a question. Last night was dream night, where they we can we can do this for free, we can give you this for nothing. You will be beautiful and never have dandruff. I mean, they were promising everything. Now, uh, you are a member of the minority community. What would you think that you would like to hear from that po- from the podium of the seven speakers that legitimately could be done? This is a key. Could be done that would be beneficial to the minority community, not just pandering to them, offering something free. Everybody wants something free. Uh, you, Bloomberg would probably take something if you gave it to them for free. Uh, so everybody wants that. But I'm thinking something that would make a difference in the minority community that could be done. Uh, uh, like, uh, example, 
uh, of uh, Steyer uh, saying reparations. That can't be done. Let's be realistic. Let's, uh, let's talk about things that can be done. Well, the reparations is education. And education is best, as, as indicated by the Catholic Academy, is that you get your choice of schools That's that great. you want to go like to. That. Rather than because uh, you, you have to balance out the buildings that school systems already have. I understand that. But the parents should be able to send their kid to the best possible school that they can send that kid to. And this should be despite income. If public- and despite the unions, the teachers' unions, who are usually against charter schools or anything that's not in the normal uh, circle of schools uh, in the public system. Well, yeah, and I understand that as well. The, you know, the unions have their place, but the parents should be supreme. And okay, uh, you know, I helped to start charter a charter school. I know charter schools. I, I, I we tried three times to get a charter school through before we finally got one through. And that was with Reverend Haig up in Niagara Falls along with Reverend Jesse Scott and that we got the Niagara Charter School through. Those are important things that if you want reparations, if you want reparations, it comes through education. From education comes jobs. From jobs are opportunities that give you the opportunity to live in any neighborhood in which you want to live. You know, that is the reparation that we need. Vouchers, Vouchers, vouchers. Get the school systems to begin to compete for the student rather than the student competing, you know, uh, on the athletic field, hoping that they could get a break and get a scholarship someplace and, and go out and make, make a name and a life for themselves. And I think that's the greatest retro, uh, reparation we can have. My, my mother's side of the family grew up in a place called Welch, West Virginia, in segregated schools back in the 30s and 40s. And they were edu- the educators were people who looked like them, who believed that the only way that they were going to make a life out of themselves and the only thing that, as they used to say, the white man can't take away from them is their education. People who come out of those types of situations know how to work hard and they value the education because that's what was valued. Today, when the Buffalo Billion first came to uh, Western New York, it was that there was a symposium at Niagara County Community College and they asked, how can we get jobs in Western New York? And I went to the microphone and says, quit disincentivizing work. You disincentivize work by incentivizing dependency. That today in New York State, there's a website, www.mybenefits.ny.gov, a macro-driven program, that if you are a single parent, three kids, what is wait, and no assets, what's waiting for you, here's what you're competing against. You could go out, get an education, to get a job, to make something on Pre, after taxes or pre-tax, something like fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars a year job because that's what's waiting for you if you don't have anything. And so what you have is now generation after generation after generation who found that it's easier not to work than to work. Uh, you have to right. a carrot and a stick. You know, the carrot has to be there, but the stick has to be there. We were talking about the effects of Obama and, and Trump. How how uh, Trump is taking credit for African-Americans having the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. Well, a part of that was some of the things that Obama brought in that carried over through the Trump administration. But the biggest thing in that, and I maintain this, 
is that once that the Republican had won, the expectation of being given anything, and I'm not talking race in this particular issue because in Niagara Falls, uh, the minority majority district is 51, uh, 50.5 to 49.5% black white, and it's a general culture. When you know that you're not going to get anything or expecting not to get anything, you go out and get yourself a job and you work really hard. And I'm going to say this, I'm proud of the women in our community because they're the ones who are getting the education, getting the jobs, buying the homes, and raising the families. Well, that's very well said, and I'm glad you uh, you hit on education because when we come back, i got a, a minute and a half to to, to the break, so I won't be able to explain it fully. I'm going to tell you something that's happening in a part of the country, and I don't want to give it away, okay? It will boil your blood when you hear it, okay? I heard it last night. It was on a, a national television newscast. And first I thought, I, I, I didn't hear this right. This can't be true, but it is. And uh, I think uh, when we find out about these things, we become very angry, I'm going to tell you that it has it has to do with education, all right? And you may or may not have heard this story. If you haven't, get ready to sit down. You're going to be that angry. 803-0930, it's not our job to make you angry. It's just our job to make you aware. I was not aware, and maybe you aren't aware of the story I'm going to tell you when we come back. That's a hell of a tease. <laughs> you got it right, pal. You're, you are going to be very angry about it, too. We all are. We all should be. On News Radio 930, this is WBN. platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening it's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Wow, that's good. I like that. Uh, this is Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach, along with our friend Ken Hamilton, hello, and hello, hello. talking about the big debate. And and uh, when I was asking Ken about things that the minority community uh, uh, could take from a candidate on that stage that they could actually do, is that would be affordable, that they could pay for, they, and actually make it available. What uh, what uh, do you think would be most important? And Ken brought up. Uh, a very good answer, education. And education is the key to a lot of things. But education. And it reminded me of something that I saw last night. And I was so angry, 
I cannot tell you how angry I was, and the woman who has a particular set of skills was just as angry as I was, because this is part of, uh, of what's wrong with a part of this country, all right? Well, let's go to Seattle. That, that shouldn't surprise you that this takes place in Seattle. The school board was about, I saw this on a newscast last night, the school board in Seattle was about to take a vote on something. Other, some other schools have done it already, and they're thinking of doing it for their school system. They have a gifted program in Seattle. If you are a gifted student and they have a set of criterias, you go into the gifted program, accelerated learning, you might uh, get to college early, who knows what, but it's a way to keep, uh, keep challenging you so you don't get bored because uh, the subject matter doesn't overwhelm you. Now, I'm saying that they had a gifted program. They were voting on dropping the gifted program. And as I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. You know why? Because there were too many whites and Asians in the program and not enough other minorities. They, it wasn't inclusionary. Okay, they set standards here based on uh, whether you belong in the gifted program. It has nothing to do with race, color, creed, or anything else. It has to do with your aptitude toward learning. And now they're going to take it and drop it. And, and there was other suggestions. Well, can't we, uh, can't we uh, allow them to come in on a curve? You know where you, uh, you, well, you know what a curve is. And no, that, that's, not, uh, that's not relevant in a program like this. You either can get in it or you can't get in it. It's like other things where a certain measure of accomplishment allows you to do something, and if you don't reach that. So instead of reaching out to students to, to get them uh, uh, further along than they are, instead they're going to drop the whole damn program. And they showed the numbers. The, the, uh, the numbers in the program right now, 97% of them are either whites or Asians, and it's uh, 3% are minorities. Now, they should be working to get that 3% up, not to knock the 97% down. So what are they doing? They are punishing you for having an aptitude for advanced learning. That's the most asinine thing I have ever seen regarding education. Now, you just talked about education, Ken. I think a program would be accelerated learning for those who want to get into the gifted program or who can uh, handle the, uh, the, the work uh, on an easier uh, aptitude. But instead, they're going to drop the whole program. Now, I, 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 just, I was so disgusted with that. I'm thinking, it seems like that's the only thing that matters now. Inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. I say inclusion has to be natural. It, it can't just be artificially done. It has to be natural. So there, that's what got me angry. I'm still angry, and it's the next day. What's the matter with me? I should, I should learn to turn my cheek the other way and say it's just Seattle. What difference is that? It's Seattle. We'd expect them to do something like this. Your thoughts? Well, it goes back to education again and, and reparational education. I don't know if they're pun intend intentionally punishing those who can exceed as much as they are hiding their own failure True. in their school systems by having these poor schools that they're sending African-American kids to. This is why school choice is so important, should be mandated that simply because of the neighborhood in which you live, 
does not mean that you have to go to a, a underperforming school. There's a lot of other elements because when you start to look at generational failure and expectation, low expectations, you start to get criminal elements within the school, making it difficult for the kids who really want to learn and get out of the situation that they're in to, to actually learn and get out of the situation. The minority kids should be encouraged uh, by seeing by having a goal. Yes, I'd like to be in that program because I think I can do better work than I'm doing now if I'm more challenged. But how do they have a goal when they can't see through the noise of what's around them in substandard housing, in poor schools? And you have to get down to the root cause of what is what is the root cause of these substandard where, housing in the poor schools? Where, the poor does the, where does the noise come from? comes from within. It does, people don't come from out of town to go into a section of town that's not performing well to make noise and distraction and whatever. They do their own. It's homemade. It's, it's, it's inward. Uh, I would say make that a challenge, uh, something you want your kid to get into. Look at when there's ever even a thought of a charter school. Look at the parents that line up that want their kids in that charter school. They want better education for them. Well, this would be a great goal. Instead of making it a goal for everybody to try and work harder, uh, you know, uh, learn to deal with the uh, the work uh, easier, all that sort of thing, they're just going to drop the program. And that's wrong. You know, the program should be that carrot that we're talking about yeah, on the other end of the spectrum. You need to look at and understand why that that condition exists that you only have 3% African That's exactly right. Now, what affirmative action was intended to do was not to set quotas and numbers, but to make a person look to see why these numbers are not matching par the uh, demographics. And you know who should really be ticked off? That 3% who are in the program uh, of minorities. They should really be ticked off because now they're not going to have that program. They're not. You, you got three percent of them that w- that are qualified and are in the program, but they're dropping the program for everybody. So those minority kids aren't going to have that. They'll have to drop back into regular, and they'll they'll have the same problems anybody has. If the work is uh, is too boring for you, you tend to get uh, get away from it and not do your best work. There, there's a lot of elements, and I've been pushing education for years and years and years and years. You know, and the across the entire gambit. Tony himself, he went to uh, Burgard. To Burgard. I went to Trout Vocational as a welder yeah. in, in Niagara Falls, and so the, all of those are elements. Uh, we had a fellow who used to work for a— uh, You're a welder? He's sick. Can you weld him? <laughs> Make him weld. Make him weld? Okay, go ahead. I, I, well, I, the only thing I liked was was the specialty welding. I hated stick welding. <laughs> I'm, I'm into MIG welding myself. I have to find a MIG that I can weld. <laughs> yeah, the Russians have them. Don't, don't you—Ken, uh, what if one of your kids was in that 3%? And uh, you're so proud of your kid. He's in the 3%. He's like I am gift. of Nick? Yeah, he's yeah, in the gifted, gift, job, yeah. gifted class. And now we find that because enough minorities aren't involved with it and too many whites and uh, Asians are, are involved with it, then we're not going to have the program at all. That's just stupid ass. Well, watch this now. As more and more whites are moving back into the city at Buffalo, what do you think City Honors is going to look like in a couple of years? And would you be willing to close down City Honors? And the answer is no. No, of course not. <laughs> no, you, no, it's you, it's pride and joy. You want to you want to try to make every other school like City Honors? But that's what these kind of things do. They drag everybody down so that everybody's in the same boat. 
as opposed to rewarding those who are performing at a higher level and encouraging them. And if you look at City Honors in Buffalo, it could rival any of the best schools in Seattle. Sure can. It is rated one of the number one schools in the country. But it's Seattle. What the hell do you expect? Well, that's what happened when Californians go too far oh, north. man. We'll be back after this. Mr. Beamer, Mr. Joseph Beamer, before we go to the calls, how about a couple of uh, Facebooks for us? All right, Sandy. Well, people uh, kind of liked the debates last night. They thought, for the most part, that it helped the American people and President Trump. Dave said, I saw enough on the morning news to know I didn't miss anything. Again, for the 100th debate in a row, President Donald Trump came out the winner. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think the Democrats should be very proud of what they've shown us in these debates because uh, virtually, if you try and imagine one of them in the, uh, in the chair in the Oval Office, it doesn't work. They, they, they're not a, a proud group. <laughs> I, I can't disagree. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you have another one, Beam? Ray says, none of them deserve to be president or even in politics. Yesterday was very unprofessional, not only the candidates, but the commentators as well. Yeah, uh, Gail, you know, uh, Gail King was nice. She was genial, uh, but she was too gentle. And uh, who was the other one? Uh, Nora, uh, uh, Nora O'Donnell. Nora O'Donnell. Same thing with her. They were nice. They were they were professional, but they're used to a closed set and, you know, nice, nice and quiet. This was a free-for-all. They weren't ready. Well, everybody that was involved were just actors on the stage. Whether they what were are you, sitting- Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> the world is a stage, and we are all well, simple players. <laughs> Very good. Shakespeare doesn't usually show up on this show. All right, another one, Beam. Hello. Yep. Bill says my girlfriend is a Democrat. All we did was exchange facial expressions. I gave, <laughs> I gave her the look my father used to give me when I did something stupid, and she shook her head with eyes wide open. Uh, that's good. That's a good visual. I like that. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Eric and Cheektawaga first. Eric, you're on WBEN with Ken Hamilton and Sandy Beach. Yeah, hi, Sandy. Hello there. Topic, as usual. Uh, I wanted to follow up on that caller that was giving the laundry list of all these criminals that nothing's going to happen to them. Yeah, that was Pete in Ontario. Pardon me? Pete that was in Pete. Ontario. That was Pete in, in Ontario. Oh, Pete in Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't the criminal. He was the one. Yeah, the he was the one on called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And, and he was basically chastising everyone because nothing's going to happen. Uh, Senator uh, McConnell is investigating, and he kept saying his mantra was nothing's going to happen. Well, there is an avenue in the Constitution that they all swore to uphold and defend. It's the Fifth Amendment that they're ignoring. And if you read it, there's, an, there's a line in there that says, unless it's presentment or indictment. So that means either or. So a presentment can be done by the people by petition, and they can't ignore it. So indictment is what we're waiting for. We don't need an indictment. The people, by petition, can present the crimes to the judicial, and they have to address it. Maybe well, you're the leader we're waiting for in order to get that petition Get it going. started. Get it rolling. Because that's how – let's say the whole government's uh, you know, dirty. 
wow, uh, are we living that? I have a feeling a lot of them are, and that's the reason it's not moving as quickly as we yeah, like. Yeah, so no, you need to stop talking and start getting that petition together. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that to our attention, Eric, and uh, I think a lot of people would feel like you, you feel and we feel the same way. Thank you. Thank but, you very much. But before much. you go, Eric, oh. are you going to get that petition going? Yeah, uh, he's gone. Huh. Okay. I clicked him off by, I thought, I thought we were done. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Getzville. Jerry, you're on WBEN. Hi, fellas. Hello, Jerry. Uh, great uh, call from Eric. I'm going to look into that myself. Uh, he, um, I'll get right to the topic, but I want to say I met uh, Ken at the Rapids Theater, a tribute to, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you, Ken. Um, and uh, that I, for Sandy, I saw a great concert for the great uh, the Grateful Dead thing at PPL last night. You'd oh, great. Um, Very good. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I, I'm glad I missed the debate because I was at that concert. Because by what you're saying, I, I just don't need the heart of the agenda. It's the agenda debate. Uh, debate. You, my God. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, and I'm tired of this. Uh, of the having to do with education. I, to me, uh, as I was telling Joe. Uh, uh, it's being uh, a minority to, to me, or poor, or this. Or, am I being too idealistic when I say it's just a, a state of mind? I don't care if you're at Olmstead, you're got at a school on Jefferson Avenue in North Tonawanda in Williamsville. It's a state of mind, and just it, you got every opportunity that, and anything that's not in the school, go to a library, do what you got to do. That's all. That's my input. All but right. you know something? You have to look at both uh, uh, of your uh, nature and your nurture. And, and those two things have to balance out in order for you to get to do anything. I'll tell you something. That library in Niagara Falls would have been closed if it wasn't for me fighting to keep that. it open. I remember that. And the problem was is that I could get no help from, one, I could get no help from the minority community. They didn't want to get involved. And on the other side of the equation, from the educational community, because one of their members had been thrown off of the board that the teachers were told, from what I understand, not to help to keep the library open. And so when you start to looking at those dueling uh, sides of the issue, then the kid is caught in the middle. And this is what we have to really focus on, is how do we help the kids despite their nature and their nurture? Some of the kids are going to be bad kids, so how do we get the kids who, are, who have good nature and give them the nurture that they need to become successful and it become examples for everyone else. Thanks for bringing that up, Jerry, and uh, thanks to you, Ken. I remember we did a – it's funny because it's a library. We did a show once, which I thought is an interesting subject. Now that we have computers, we all have them, and sometimes they're in our hand, and sometimes they're big screens like this, do we still need libraries? We were overwhelmed with people who said we never want to give up our libraries. Absolutely. And yeah. yet you trying to get it done in the falls faced a lot of opposition. And right. You know, and I was a spark plug. I mean, once I got the board on on board with me to understand that we could fight this thing, then they joined in full-fledged. Let's go to uh, the last call of the day. Bill in Eden. Bill, you're on with Ken Hamilton and Sandy Beach. Hi, Ken. Hi, Sandy. I heard what you said about um, uh, Seattle there, and there was like something from New York a, a few years ago that I just wanted to bring up. I had taken civil service tests, and at one point they had this other component called the battery. And unlike filling in, you know, the oval with the number two pencil, right. this one was a unique, a unique kind of thing where you had a developer pen that almost looked like a highlighter, 
and you would pick the answer, and you were locked into it because it would develop that answer, and you'd have to go from there. And you could take it as many times as you wanted every year. I mean, you know, it happened once a year to improve your score. And I got to the point where I had 100 on it, and then they would bank the score for, like, you know, maybe six years. But they ended up throwing it out because they said it was discriminatory and certain groups couldn't get good scores on it. Well, this thing in Seattle just disgusted me. Why are you punishing students, including some minorities, uh, in order to get others that didn't fit the criteria? I mean, it's pretty easy. It, it said here are here are the uh, the levels you have to reach in order to be eligible for the school, and that's that. So now they're going to shut it all down because they didn't get the right uh, the the right mix of people finishing the test. I think that's outrageous. Thank you. Well, now you have colleges, and I read this. I think St. Bonavitch is doing it, eliminating the SAT and ACT and SAT scores. Really. So, interesting, a lot of things happening. Ken, always a, a, a joy to have you here. Yes, always a joy to be here. You're looking lovely today, Ken. Well, you're, thank you. You're really you. dressed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm really uh, dressed up. Are you going to a dinner with some <laughs> special person? Well, I'm going to take my son and my daughter-in-law out to lunch today. Are you going to pay for it? Or? Yeah, you know I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I tell you it was my son and my daughter-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, great fun. Thank you, Ken. And thanks thank to Tony Calagiri and uh, Buzzy and Buzzies on the road to recovery. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 on News Radio 930. Drive carefully in the snow with Beach and Company. Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What the hell do you know, you ignorant bastard? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.